Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 On and Off the Track with Kim Ilman. You can see his photos at ProStarPix.com, read his latest F1 blog at KimIlman.com or follow him on Instagram at KimIlman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about races again. We're heading to Belgium. We are and the capital of Belgium is Brussels. It's a very small country mm. but uh, they speak French, I do know that much and I was there two years ago and I'm excited about heading back because I'm sick of the cold weather in Perth. I've had a few nice days, but yeah, I don't like the cold weather. Still, it's not cold compared with Europe. Well, to get to all that nice weather in Belgium, you've got to go through a trip. And what's the trip to Belgium like? Well, you go out to the airport in Perth and then you sit on a plane <laughs> for 10 hours and you sit in the lounge in Dubai for two and a half hours and then you sit on another Emirates jet to Brussels for seven hours. Then you get off. I, I do... I do look at a lot of my European friends and think, you got it so easy. It's, it's a some <laughs> two-hour drive. For some, it's an hour flight, couple of hours tops. But, uh, yeah, them's the breaks. Those hours on the flights, do you use any of that to prepare for the coming race? I do. Particularly coming back, I sort through all the photos from the last race that I was at. Going over, I will often put together photos for one of my videos that I do where I sit in front of my camera in my little new studio here in my Perth office and uh, record the screen at the same time it records me. And uh, yeah, that, that's a great time for doing some prep and also getting ready for the, the next race where I've got to do things like set up files in my computer uh, for the individual days. Mm. I have to go and um, format cards and, and do a whole lot of stuff in that respect. And of course, with the fact that uh, Albon and Gasly changed over I've had yes. to go and change a few of my macros that automatic because what I do is after I uh, edit pictures during a session I'll end up with say 100 photos that I keep and put up on ProStarPix and KimElman.com mm-hmm. but I need to go and keyword them all so I'll go through and on screen I'll press a button for each one so that'll be this button for that driver this button for that driver and it automatically puts in Pierre Gasly brackets hashtag 10 uh, France, FRA, what was he? Red Bull, Aston Martin, Red Bull Racing. Yeah. Now, of course, that has to change. Now he's going back to Toro Rosso and Albon's has to change to uh. Uh, Red Bull. So all that has to be done, which has been done, and it does tax me a little bit. Uh, sometimes I have to drag my son in to help me uh, on the automation of that. But because it is automated, I can get through 100 different photos in probably two and a half minutes. And that to do manually would be an absolute grind and a nightmare. So we've arrived in uh, Belgium now. What's Spa like and what's the accommodation like there? Well, I had a shocking – well, I had a good hotel a couple of years ago, but they turned the they turned the air conditioning down, if not off, at 2 a.m. in the morning, and, and it was hot. It was really hot. So uh, unfortunately, that became a bit of a drama. But I've, I've got a different hotel this time, so it'll be fine. Beautiful place, very rural. You're out in the middle of nowhere, really, with a couple of small towns around it. Oh, but the track is beautiful. Mm. It is one of the very best. And I missed it last year. I bo- uh, both races, uh, this one – and the follow-up in Monza I missed because I went to a friend's 50th in Las Vegas. Uh, so I really missed that spa track more so than Monza. But, yeah, it's got, it's got some beautiful facets to it, some great photographic opportunities and a terrifying corner or two. Yeah. So does this mean this is the second time you were going to this track? Correct. Well, what is the track itself like to shoot on? Oh, it's got undulations uh, and in, in, even in, in the paddock. We have two different levels, so we have to climb these stairs up to one level where the pits are, and then we come back down to the paddock, which is down at the bottom level, uh, and spread over quite quite an area. 
nice, lots of forest around it. French is the language obviously they speak and mm-hmm. um, of course in the paddock everyone speaks English anyway. But yeah, uh, the thing I do like is it's easy to get access to the outside corners, a lot of the corners in the far end of the track. Yeah. There's no buses that run around, it's all on foot, but yeah, that that the case. I, and I'll talk about this now, the most amazing corner is, mm. is the bottom of Eau Rouge leading up the hill. And they come past at a crazy speed, you know, 280, 300 I'm guessing, it's a left-hander, and we're allowed to stand right next to the track, and it is phenomenal. The amount of air that gets pushed through the um, slats in the Armco is fantastic, and it's wearing shorts, it goes straight up your leg and you feel <laughs> it, and the noise is uh, pretty loud, but and I've said this before, the noise is not so much from the car, it's from the wheels on the curbing, mm. and they get onto the curbing, obviously, F1 cars. But if if you're out there during the Porsches, they actually put their wheels on the on our side, on the fence side of the, the curbing there as well. And that's even more terrifying because they're another metre closer to you. To, to shoot that spot is quite fantastic. And on race day, when you have cars coming through at very short intervals, it's a real test of bravado to see how long you can last there. <laughs> uh, I, quite, I quite like ducking down low and shooting through the holes in the armco or the gaps in the armco because it does give you some perceived protection because when you're standing above it and uh, you think geez if a rock gets flicked up here that's going to hurt thankfully you've got a camera in front of your face so hopefully that would deflect it but there is a cameraman and he stands in that spot the whole three days of cars on track and have to has to photograph everything. Mm. And I, th- I think he should get a medal for bravery. <laughs> He's only got a small wire fence that protects some of him. But really, when they go past, it's, it's a, an amazing experience. It's a bit like uh, a thrill ride where you don't have to pay any money. But you know, on race day, I think last year, or two, year, two years ago, I lasted maybe seven minutes down there and thought, oh, okay. that's enough uh, Whatever shots I've got, they're the shots I'm going to live with. I'm not going to stay for an hour uh, chasing anything. But you, look, you get them coming towards you, you get them through the fence, you get them going up the hill. Uh, <clears throat> I, di- I did have this idea of going back up the hill a bit more because uh, the first corner is a hairpin right-hander and then they come down this hill. And I thought it would be nice because I've got these lovely prints that I put in my garage that are on canvas and they are in portrait format and I wanted a shot of all the cars going down the hill but then I realised looking back at some old photos there's a bloody big fly Emirates sign that runs across the track that would bugger up that shot deluxe hence I have to find another shot if I'm wanting to produce a photo for that particular piece of artwork in my house. Bringing up that cautious corner you mentioned in your blog that there are other corners on other tracks where you get similarly close Mm -hmm. but none at that speed where they're going almost full force. Yeah. That's it. Like we, we get within a metre, not even that, half a metre at uh, Monaco in two sp- separate spots. But they're doing at one place probably about 100 k's and the other one probably about 50. So th- they're, they're, um, they're okay. But this one is really frightening <laughs> and, and a real thrill to be able to get down there, I tell you. And then we walk up the hill and you get them coming towards you and sweeping right and then you keep going right up to the um, the chicane, and that's a great spot because they've had, I'm guessing, a kilometre and a half of almost foot to the floor the whole time, and they've developed a fair amount of speed. And at some point, they have to get off the gas and put them on the brake, mm. and that's often when you see some real exciting stuff happening, in, and certainly with overtaking and braking, it's a great spot there. And uh, it's pretty safe for us because we're on the right-hander. Um, by the time they get to us, they've taken off almost all of their speed, and they're accelerating out of the corner again. 
again. Now, you did already mention the name, but there is that notorious third corner where it has a really steep incline. A gradient, yes. And it is, when you look at it on television, you don't get the full experience. And I remember I was there two years ago and they were doing a TV segment and they had a glass of water on the ground and that showed the angle that the water was in, mm. in relation to the glass and it really struck at home. And perhaps I ought, I ought to do a shot like that for this uh, weekend. Let's see if I do that. But um, yeah, it's it's a fair grind when you walk up it. It's a great spot on the Thursday though. When the drivers do their track walk, you want ideally to put them, you know, take the photos in a setting that says, hey, I'm at this track. It's not like every other track. And yeah. this is the one spot that you want to stand at the top of that hill, have them large in the foreground, but in the background is just all of the um, the pits and the paddock because the F2 pit is on the downhill run into Eau Rouge and uh, the F1 paddock is up the hill on the starting straight. So it's fair to say you're excited to return to this track this year? Yeah, I really love it and I missed not getting some great shots there last year and I think I uh, remember... Well, two things. I was watching while I was in Las Vegas. I was watching bits and pieces on um, my phone from the track. So I was keeping interested there. And I was watching the Lancelot Pirates play in the grand final back here in Perth. And they're once again playing in the grand final in Perth in uh, Aussie Rules football this Saturday. They're not favourites, by the way. They'll probably get a hammering. But uh, <laughs> uh, we, we live in hope. F1 on and off the track is presented by ProStarPicks.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. Head to ProStarPix.com at the end of this podcast. How's the media centre here at the Belgium Racecourse? Yeah, it's a good media centre. In fact, I had a look at a pic the other day, uh, nice and tidy. Nothing as scrubby as, say, Melbourne, but nothing as elegant as China. They'll get a good roll-up too because it is a, it's one of the glamour races on the, uh, on the calendar. It, the, the track itself has such a rich history. It's so uh, – it's, it's long too. It's only 44 laps. Yeah. Now, when you go to something like Monaco where I think it's 78, you get 78 chances to take photos as they come past you. Here, 44. And if, if you're shooting for a team, say Red Bull, and the car goes out on the first two laps or whatever, you've missed out on any real opportunities. You've only got two chances to take photos of your particular car if you're working for a team. But 44 laps means uh, long breaks in between the cars coming past you. And then sometimes I'll spend five or six laps, uh, say at the start of the race, and then while the cars are still bunched up, it's a good opportunity to grab your bag, sprint up the hill another 200 metres, and look, you might get them without missing a single pass, but sometimes you miss one pass and you get them on the next. But uh, it's easy to get back from the outside of Eau Rouge, which is where most of us will shoot from, back into the paddock because you can go out into the public area and you get this lovely shot down the hill with all the public in in the foreground and all the hot dog stands and the concession stands out there in the public area. And then you get the cars going up the hill in the background or in the the top half of your photo. But then you can get out, walk underneath the track and you're back in the paddock within a couple of minutes. So some of the tracks, we could be 15 minutes trying to get back to the paddock, but this this might be five. Because there's less laps, do you have to spend more time planning out exactly where you want to go because you'll only get those 44-odd opportunities? Yeah, I think you have a better understanding of what you're going to do and you wouldn't try and do three or four spots perhaps. Mm. You've just got to uh, stick in one area. Perhaps it might be a 500-metre arc of the track mm-hmm. and just change your shots. You know, I did this uh, recently in the Hungarian Grand Prix. I was out at the uh, chicane up the back half of the track 
And I'm shooting the same shot for about 10, 15 minutes. And I think, what am I doing? And then I got a bit adventurous and did some slow zoom stuff. So you put it on, say, half a second. And as you take the shot and put your finger on the shutter, you just rotate the zoom dial on your 70 to 200. And it creates this rather interesting photo. Very hard to get sharp because you need some part of the, the photograph to be sharp. And that's ideally the driver's helmet. So mm. you would typically put the focus dot on the driver's helmet right in the middle of your frame and as the car moves towards you, you pan with it. At the same time with your left hand, you rotate the zoom dial on the 70 to 200 and then you hope. You just hope that you've been smooth enough to keep the driver's helmet with the dot on it in your frame, in the centre of your frame for half a second. And I can tell you, uh, even the best guys would, would struggle with it, but uh, given that I've not had a huge amount of experience, I was delighted to get something re resembling sharp uh, at that race. I think I only got two shots that were worthwhile keeping, and I probably spent about six minutes uh, trying, which is 18 cars coming past every minute and a half. You get, you get a fair few cracks at it. Mm. But obviously the more you do it, the better you get. Yeah. Do you know what the turnout is like for Spa? Oh, huge. Yeah, it's a really popular event. Lots of camping around the area because there's all these open fields. And I think you'll find once again, in fact, I know the Dutch will be there in force because what is it, a good wooden a five iron away from Holland. So they'll be down there in force in their orange T-shirts. And I had this girl send me a, a picture the other day. She said, I'll be wearing these if you want to take a photo. And they were orange I think they were Vans shoes, but on the back, the left foot had Go and the right foot had Max, and then they had this checkered stripe up the outside of both of the shoes. And I thought, oh, they're pretty cool shoes. She's not going to be in the paddock, so chances are finding her in the general public area might be a bit tricky. But, um, yeah, I do like it when people send me that sort of stuff, and, and I, I do encourage it. In fact, uh, last Friday I had this um, – somebody tagged me I know her name is Daniela, tagged me in a post and she'd seen Daniel Ricardo and got his attention at a nightclub. So mm. I love it when people send me that sort of stuff because as it turned out with that one, it was a great story. So I did a video, I spoke to her and I recorded a conversation and used her audio along with her pics and some of my pics, did a little opener and closer and posted the video that'll be yesterday by the time people listen to this. Mm -hmm. And it was an absolute cracker. And, I, and I'll say it now, I think it'll be a really good video. I'll, of course, I'll look a bit stupid if it turns out a bit of a dud. But <laughs> no, I, I, I'll bank on this one. I think it's a great story. And it shows that people really want to. They can meet their idols. And she was pretty quick to move. Going back to the first time you were in Spa in 2017, do you have any favourite shots from that race? I remember it rained, I think it was the Saturday, and I was uh, out in a far-flung section of the track, and it was the first time I think I'd ever shot in the wet. Yeah, I was quite excited. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't do too many laps, and I, but it was my first time of shooting in the rain, so I got to experiment a little. Uh, no standout winners, not like my uh, shot of Daniel in Germany in the wet, which has turned out to be an absolute cracker on Pro Star Picks. I just get orders every day for that photo from people, <laughs> and it's a lovely thing. It's, um, it's the first time I've really had a picture that has stood out. That's the one when he was coming around to the grid to form up, and he had water coming off his tyres, and we had uh, Max Verstappen in the background also with water coming off his tyres, and I was standing right in the middle of the track, which uh, people couldn't quite understand. I did that mm. video on it, and... Uh, yeah, it's driven a lot of interest in that particular photo. So any photo that 
anyone likes of mine, they can go on and own the digital image, they can go and get it printed large, they can buy it for personal use or editorial, or they can contact me for commercial use. But certainly uh, I, I did love the fact that uh, one of my clients in Brazil brought, bought a picture, a uh, high-res picture, and he had it blown up floor to ceiling mm. in his garage downstairs. So um, I haven't yet seen a picture, but he's told me it looks fantastic. So his garage is probably three metres high and the picture would be four and a half wide. And I often think I would like that in one of my – I've got a couple of houses that would suit him, it perfectly, but I've got to take a whole lot of stuff off the wall to do it. And mm. I just don't know whether I'm ready for that. But yeah, anyone who wants a, a huge high-res image on their wall of perhaps a garage or bloke's room – I've got it for him. Speaking of the use of your pictures, I believe this race had a picture of Lewis Hamilton with champagne that got used by F1 as a banner. Yeah, well, back in uh, 2017, I was shooting with uh, Sutton's, Hmm. and Sutton's had the contract with F1. So oftentimes, when I put my photos up, those photos would get picked up on the F1 site. And it was great exposure for me and great experience too working with Sutton's because they've been around for such a long time. And Mark Sutton was great in terms of pointing me in the right direction and um, setting me straight, as, as a number of photographers have. So as a learning curve, a lot of people start out with, with an agency like Sutton's or LAT, and then they go on to greater things. I, I'm not saying I've gone into greater things, but uh, I've certainly learned a lot in that first year and then went out on my own and, and, and now freelancing. Monza's following Spa quickly after. How's the functions going? Well, that's sold out, Monza, which is lovely. So we've got a long table dinner uh, at a restaurant not too far from the track on the Friday night, uh, Saturday night, and um, that should be good because as we did the other day, we asked people to send in their questions, and mm. I've used I've used that as the basis for um, perhaps what I'll be talking about, but mostly it'll just be question and answer. People have got all these great questions. They want to know yeah. what goes on behind the scenes. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to answer a lot of that stuff because I get to see it in that paddock where everybody wants to get. That's my work area. And certainly this year, I'm spending a lot more time in there. And I might have mentioned this before, but in the past, I would have left 20 minutes before the session starts to go out and photograph it so that I'm there for the first car, but not anymore. I stay in the paddock until the last driver goes into the garage and then I go out. So oftentimes, if it's Lewis, he goes in in FP1 and 2. He doesn't get in there until perhaps 10 minutes into the session. And then I'll go out and take photos. So I I tend to see a lot more of what goes on. And I'm happy to share that information with anyone who's interested. And um, Monza dinner sold out. I've got Austin coming up. A Perth one's only got two seats left. Uh, I've just uh, announced Melbourne next year. But Mm. I think next year, I'll probably end up doing dinners for maybe half the races because it's been not too hard to promote these events via Instagram. That's primarily where people are getting the information. Yeah. And with a growing audience on that, it'll only become easier next year. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Kim. To see any of the photos we've talked about today, head over to ProStarPics.com or KimIllman.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram at KimIllman. If you like what you heard today, please give us a review and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by ProStarPix.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPix.com. Head there now.